Right here in Tiger Stadium today, Tennessee plays LSU. I'm optimistic of the Tigers' chances, so much so that even Brian Kelly appreciated it. What are you most excited to show the country when facing a top 10 team on Saturday? There you go. I like that. Much more upbeat. Um, you get two questions. Welcome to the Verdict Verdict, where we bring you sports talk on the go. Today, we're going to talk about LSU versus Tennessee. It's the first time that LSU gets to play a top 10 opponent all year. And it's the first time that LSU gets to play Tennessee since 2010. It's the first time these teams each ranked walking into this one since 2007 SEC title game. LSU has five straight over Tennessee, and the last time they met, 2017. Uh, the topic of discussion for this game has mainly been the time chosen for the kickoff. He's been explaining time and time again. CBS and ESPN just selected spots, and it fell that number 25 LSU and number 8 Tennessee would have to play at 11 a.m. But despite... The popular opinion, LSU's rather successful in these times, eight consecutive pre-noon kickoffs. And we talked to Malik Neighbors a little bit this week who told us that in the pre-game kickoff or in an early kickoff, you're not drowsy, you're not waiting around all day for you know the game to start. You're able to get into that mindset a little bit easier as it happens right away rather than it just dragging on. Uh, notes for the game, LSU's won 13 of the last 14 SEC East games at home. They've only allowed three second-half points against the SEC this season, 14 straight second-half possessions without giving up a point. seems like the defense is really the anchor of the team right now. There's not that much production in the passing game, but what they're lacking in that, they're making up for tenfold in the running game. They were able to keep themselves in the game through extreme defensive plays such as turnovers or fumbles or interceptions or what have you. LSU is leading the SEC in turnovers gained, and they're also leading the SEC in turnover margin. It's going to be a pretty uh, pretty good thing to watch for LSU. They're going to be able to probably capitalize off of a couple bad looks and maybe get Hendon Hooker a little uncomfortable. they got a lot of good assets, especially on that defensive line. you got B.J. Jalari who leads the team in sacks and tackle for losses. He's been an SEC defensive lineman of the week two times now in the year. Uh, he stepped up big, especially with the loss of Mason Smith. You have plenty of other guys stepping up. True freshman Harold Perkins is one tackle behind the team leader, Jay Ward. Uh, he's really shown some true flashes of greatness early on. A lot of freshmen have, you know, upped the ante and, and, and bit the bullet pretty quickly here in the, their college career and shown great, great skill. Uh, Emory Jones, one of them. Will Campbell, another, just to name a few. Uh, I think the defense can put up a pretty good fight against a tough offense. Uh, this is going to be... One of those games where opposites are gonna are gonna come to a clash here. You got LSU, who's the number one red zone defense. They've only allowed four touchdowns. They forced three red zone turnovers, and then you got the number one red zone offense. Uh, Tennessee, it seems like they're getting a little more calculated on the offensive side, but on the defensive side is probably where the mistakes are going to be made and where the game is going to be won or lost. I think that you know LSU is going to be able to put up a good fight and stop them a good amount of times. It's going to be up to the offense to produce and kind of get them out of uh, the tough situations that Hinton Hooker is going to place them in. I think that it's going to be pretty pretty prevalent. They're going to have to use their DB depth here, especially when you got guys like Major Burns and Seven Banks who won't be able to play. You're going to have to look to the guys you can trust. You know, the Greg Brooks, the Sage Ryans. you, you got a lot of guys you can lean to in this instance. Uh, Makai Gardner, another one. I think that if LSU is able to get the right matchups and just get communication, as they weren't able to do last week, I think a lot more things will be able to show. Uh, I guess Auburn, I guess it's, it's kind of accepted and assumed that you're not going to be able to communicate as clearly. It's a loud stadium, and 
it's the first real adversity set environment that LSU was set in all year. They've never been in a situation where they had 100,000 people packed into a stadium going against them. They pretty much had four home games in a row. So, you know, this game right here uh, provided a good test, and it seems like they came out on top. It's sure there's a lot of things that they're going to have to change. They're going to have to get better at protecting the quarterback. They're going to have to get better at distributing the ball. But at the same time, whenever the ball is distributed and whenever those chances are up in the air, the receivers are going to have to come down with them. My offensive keys are going to be, of course, you want to air it out against a shaky defense. Tennessee's DBs aren't that reliable. Brian Kelly, Mike Denbrock, Jane Daniels are looking to, you know, expose some of the holes in that defense. And they can do that through a variety of ways. They can do that by attacking them in the rushing game, as LSU's done successfully. Uh, you can do that through the play-action game by setting them up and making them think one thing and you do another. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can utilize it. You know, you've got a pretty deep wide receiver room. Of course, you lose Chris Hilton. Junior for the rest of the year after a shoulder surgery yesterday. Uh, but other than that, it looks like the depth is still there. Uh, Armani Goodwin's going to be taking some more time off. But Garrett Dellinger returning for that offensive line, I think, will provide a good boost. Garrett Dellinger was out last week. You definitely, definitely saw uh, that he was needed and that he was missed and that that cohesiveness kind of changed because LSU's offensive line was trending in the right direction after starting three different units through three weeks. But with Dellinger returning with his cast, he's going to play through, you know, that despite having that hand surgery last week, it seems like that's going to be potentially the missing piece for LSU to find passing game, continue with the run success. You know, also I would hope that you incorporate the bigger wide receivers, your bigger targets in the, in the blocking game as well to preserve that offensive line energy. You don't want these big guys getting tired early, especially when this is another game that's going to go down to the wire. Uh, all in all, effective communication is going to allow for the dots. Jaden Daniels. He has no interceptions right now, so I wouldn't want to put Jane Daniels in a situation where he's going to blemish that, where he's going to turn the ball over. Uh, Brian Kelly and Mike Denbrock are trying to ease him into the scheme because at the end of the day, the reality of it is it's a brand-new scheme and success doesn't happen overnight. Jane Daniels is getting criticized for running the ball or not producing as much as people were accustomed to in the passing game, but it's just kind of hard to put that trust in a, in a, in a player this early on, especially when, I mean, we're talking two, two months ago, we didn't even know who the quarterback was. So in a quarterback battle that was that down to the wire, it seems like the coaches are still getting to know their players, and the players are still getting to know each other and getting used to playing with each other. So we're, we're reaching that near halfway mark of the season where you'd expect that chemistry to be grown. Uh, I think heading out of the bye week after that Ole Miss contest, heading into the uh, Alabama game at home, I think that's when LSU you know, will be at its peak chemistry, peak confidence, and uh, that's when we really be able to see LSU enter that. Tiger football that we're all used to. Um, you know, the spread says that LSU, you know, is going to be three-point underdogs. I don't know, though. I, I, can't, I can't see them giving this one up at home. I think they're going to be able to show a lot of things that people are looking for them to show. I think this is the game to let Jaden Daniels take some shots. I think this is the game that you're going to see a lot more offensive production. And, you know, if the defense can show out, get their matchups, communicate, and do the right thing, do their job, do their part, I couldn't. Couldn't see Hendon Hooker being able to keep up with that LSU offense. Whenever it clicks, it'll it'll I mean it'll be like night and day comparing the passing game to what it once was. Um, after talking to Jaden Daniels, he seems not only healthy but he seems level-headed. He understands the task at hand. He understands what he needs to do to get better. Uh, he's doing things on his own accord. He's doing players-only meetings. He's developing chemistry with Malik Neighbors, with Drake Jenkins, with different guys that. Uh, you know, he hasn't had a, a big relationship with before. Everyone's looking towards the Keishawn Boutique situation. 
what to expect from that. But the reality of it is, Kayshawn going into this year expected to have this happen. Kayshawn's going to get double teamed. He's going to get iced out the game. He's the best wide receiver. Uh, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, like Brian Kelly said, more than likely he's, his draft stock's not going to be affected by this. He's still a phenomenal wide receiver who has a great body of work. He's going to be able to perform well at the combine. And those intangible things that he possesses is what's going to push that stock and rise. Uh, make sure to follow the Vertical Vertical on social media. It's linked below. We're going to be giving live game updates all game long. More interviews. We're going to talk to Brian Kelly on Monday. More players Tuesday night. Make sure to hit that notification bell so you don't miss another upload. Thanks for watching. This has been the Vertical Vertical.